Користуючись нагодою, ми хотіли б подякувати нашим слухачам в Україні та боротьбі, які вони щодня проходять, щоб залишитися живими. Ми і романтична правда з вами і кожен з вас у наших молитвах. Продовжуйте боротися і залишайтеся сильними. We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. All right, let's talk about a hard breakup. You're crying. Kleenex not coming out your nose, tears coming out your eyes. You're stuttering when you talk. You're thinking about texting them again to find out why. You called them and got voicemail. You don't understand the reason why you were dumped. You start to look at yourself personally and think it's you. That individual didn't give you any closure. It might have written you a text and say it's over. Now, what you have to do at this point, how are you going to respond and how are you going to react? Two different things. Cerebrally, when it comes to the response, you want to take some time and really rationalize what comes next. When you react, you don't rationalize what comes next, you just act on it. Impulse. This is what gets most people in trouble when they're broken up by another partner. Go out and you do something stupid. Damage property, try to hurt the person. And the only thing that's going to get you is to try to hurt that person like they hurt you. The dumbest idea ever. That person has hurt you by far worse than you could ever hurt them. And no matter how you try to equalize the pain, it doesn't work. Some of you take it out on yourselves, go out there revenge dating. I can't tell you how many ladies I used to see just go out to the club. My boyfriend cheated on me and I hate him and I'm just a free spirit tonight. And I just don't care. And before you know it, she's just got dick all night from different guys. The one lady that was up there on Sunset Boulevard at the nightclub we went to. This woman was three months pregnant in a nightclub. Boyfriend cheated on her. And she was literally in the backseat of her car letting men come in having their turn. Didn't care about herself. Didn't care about anything. Security came out and saw what was happening, broke it up. She had to drive off and go home. Folks, I'm telling you, 
Getting too involved with someone is not worth it at the point where you are thinking about going to jail, hurting yourself, or hurting someone else. It's not that serious. Oh, yeah, it is. I love him. Well, go ahead and be that fool. Go ahead and sleep with one of his friends in order to try to hurt him. Yeah, you go on and do that. Ruin your life in the prospect of trying to hurt his. Some of you go and you call them, you text them, then you get in your car and try to go by his house to see who's there, to see whether his car is in the driveway, you're knocking on the door, acting a fool, cussing, damaging property. It's not going to do you any good. You'll never get that person back. Look at Kanye's display where he and Kim were at one point going back and forth on Instagram about personal family business. It made no sense. She leaves him and now he's sending flowers and everything trying to make amends and then get angry in the next tone. And got to realize that at some point you got to harness that and put that in its place. Because if you don't, it's only going to be bad for you. Breakups are not easy. They're not something that you could just mindlessly say, oh, well, you know, it's one of those things. Because people become very emotional with them. The one thing that I always stuck by in my 30 years of dating was this. No matter who I was with, I always said, they can get a better deal. A lot of people hate to say that about themselves. But I always would. They can get a better deal than me. Which meant that the prospect of them leaving me was always over my head regardless. And that prepared me not to be so hypervigilant in the event they did leave, to pursue them. That's one thing I never did. If a woman dumped me, I was dumped. I accepted it. I didn't go back asking questions. I didn't want to know why. And the reason being, she had her reasons. Many times they would tell me, Oh, you're boring. Oh, you're too intellectual. Oh, you're too narcissistic. Oh, you're too misogynistic. Oh, you're too nice. I got that more than I got anything else with. You're too nice. And these would be the very women that would tell me I was too nice, that would come back a year or two years later and say, you know what? I'm looking for a good man. You were a good man. I don't know what I was thinking. Nope, you went for the better deal. Sorry, sister. Not interested. Because a lot of people still think they have the same value when they leave you as they do when they come back. Only a fool will take that same value. I'm just telling you. Only a fool would take that. It would make no sense to take that person in again. They've already shown you how they felt about you the first time. What did they do? Have a reconciliation and really thought about it? 
Oh, you know, I treat that person poorly. Let me go back and date them again and see if I can correct the situation. No, leave the situation as it is. I'm happy with you dogging me out and leaving me like that. Because what that what that does for me, it gives me a better perspective on you. It has enlightened me. It has let me know that I reached my limitation with you forever. And as long as I know that, I'm cool with it. Where I start to get worried is when that situation comes about and I'm thinking, okay, well, let's see, you know, there's a possibility. I'd rather for a person to tell me no than to tell me maybe. I would like a person to tell me yes, but I'd prefer a no than a maybe. Because that means sometimes that they're looking for attention. Well, I have to see whether or not this relationship's going to work. Well, now, let me settle it for you. No, we're over. We're done. Well, don't, don't, don't be saying, no, we're done. Because if you have to think about it, I've thought about it, and it's over. Takes two to tango. See you later. I had no problem doing that. Because of one reason. I've seen too many people get burned and wasting time that way. I'm not going to sit there and kiss your ass just to get you to say yes for a relationship. I will come to you as a man. You come to me as a woman. We work together and we look at a mutual accord. But for me to sit up there and kiss your ass so you can get more attention and stretch it out, that's not happening. There are plenty of simps out there that you could use that for. Simple, simple impotent male prototypes that you could use that for. Not me. I don't play that game. Now, another thing too to keep in mind. With these types of situations, when you go through this breakup and you're still wandering around and you're saying, well, I'm going to need six months to recuperate, I want you to think about it for a moment. Six months, a year, two years, I dated one woman that been divorced. She was married for 20 years, got divorced and told me that it was going to take her three to five years to recuperate. And I'm like, damn, he fucked your life up that badly? How dare you, she said. How dare you? I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interfere with your victimhood. Oh, you're so insensitive. No, let's be realistic. You knew that half of the shit that you're mad about now and you're upset about now was going on while you were in the marriage and you didn't speak up. And now years later, you're going to come back and then bring everything to bear. That's unfair to you and that's unfair to me coming into your life. You deal with things as they delineate, as they come about. You know your partner's going to leave you. And if you know that your partner's going to leave you, and you can tell by their lack of enthusiasm in the relationship. You can tell by the low measure and low priority they give you because they give you excuses. They don't give you answers. They don't give you reason. They don't give you explanations. They only give you excuses because they're bowing out on your ass and you have to know exactly how to prepare yourself before they leave. 
And a lot of people don't like doing that because, again, we love complacency. We in the relationship, we don't give a shit if it's running at two and a half percent or whether it's running at a hundred percent. The only thing we're concerned about is we don't have to do anything. And this is where a lot of people get in trouble. You have to maintain that relationship. You have to work at it. And if that partner feels disenfranchised and feel like, you know, hey, uh, it's not working. We need to go our separate ways. Talk to them. See what's going on. Find out. Are there anything, is there anything that can be done? And if not, if they're telling you, no, no, you know, we, we tried working on it, it didn't work, et cetera, et cetera. Well, let's try it this way. Okay, we'll try it this way. But if it doesn't work this time, we got to go. And that's the difficult part. And then sometimes it's not even like that. Sometimes they just leave your ass and that's it. They ghost you. No matter how long you've been with that person. This is the reason why when you hear people say, oh, well, I've been married for 30 years. You don't know the shit they went through for those 30 years in order to stay married. You just know that they've been together 30 years. They could be together 30 years and not have sex. They could be together 30 years and not even speak to each other. You don't know what the hell's going on. That situation, when you see them, may be the only time they speak to each other. When they're at home, they don't. I dated a woman one time. She and her husband quit having sex 10 years before they divorced. 10 years before they divorced. And she was so nervous when we were going to have sex for the first time. I was the only man that had been between her legs since her divorce. The only thing that's been there was vibrators and dildos. You know, it's going to hurt if we have sex for the first time, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, let me tell you, mm, that woman was so tight, honest to goodness. I thought I had to get the jaws of life for her ass. It was no joke. It took a long time for things to really get to where they should be. But afterwards, she began to tell me about certain things in her marriage. She began to tell me, for instance, the first orgasm she had when we were together. I thought the damn woman was going to have a damn heart attack. I was ready to call 911. But didn't realize that hadn't happened for her in years. And of course, she made the mistake of telling me she loved me. But that slipped out. And she apologized for saying it. Because we didn't know each other that long at that time. But the thing was, she was so accustomed to only being with a man that loved her that it was a constant trigger. I didn't make her feel bad about that. But here's the thing. A lot of you are in dysfunctional and bad relationships right now. You're hobbling along in it. And some of you are walking on eggshells because you're afraid your partner is going to leave you for that, for whatever reason. But the worst thing that you could be left for 
is an unknown. We'll talk more in a moment. Now, usually when a person's ready to get out of a relationship, there are certain things that will take place. The first thing is the level of consistency will decrease in whatever they do. The thoughts, uh, the special things, the touching, the kissing, the I love yous, those things are going to gradually cease. That's where you tell your partner you love them, and it's like an afterthought to them and say, yeah, I love you too. That's when you're starting to notice a decline. And the excuse they will usually give you is, yeah, you know, I'm just tired right now, that's all. Or I'm just thinking about something else. If they constantly do this, now if it's one thing, one off or something like that, that's fine. But it's every time you talk to them, they're tired. Something else is preoccupying them. They're about ready to go. Now, and like I said, there are no absolutes in life. There are always exceptions, but everything is not an exception. Now, the other thing is this. When they get to a point of not wanting to hold your hand anymore, not wanting to be in your company anymore, but they'll gradually do this because they're contemplating at that time, should I or should I not go? See, after they've made that choice, Everything that they used to do has stopped already. But as they're in the process of making that choice, they're going to start slowing down the momentum of the relationship. Now, the one thing that people hate to hear, honey, we need to talk. Whenever you hear that, a lot of people pucker up because they think that this means that this might be it or this is a problem that has to be resolved. Now, Don't pass up that opportunity. Some of you who know damn well what you're doing wrong in the relationship has now come about again. And the partner says, honey, we need need to talk. And instead of you sitting there talking to them, what you decide to do is to deflect and to all of a sudden get busy. Prioritize something else and give them an excuse as to why you can't talk. Because the one thing you don't want to do is to see the relationship end. But yet you don't want to work on it in order to try to keep it. Because you don't want to change what you're doing or modify what you're doing because you may be so sensitive about some things that maybe you need to work on that you feel as though they're picking on you. So instead you'll say, hey, you know what? Uh, Yeah, well, I got to go out with my girlfriends right now. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. Well, he's thinking, okay, she's deflecting. I'm not going to wait for this. And the shoe drops. And it's over. Now, guys, this is what you'll usually hear from a woman when she's breaking up with you. You know, I don't think we have any chemistry. That's one. No chemistry means no relationship. With that no chemistry thing also means no friendship. So don't try to hang in there and be her friend if she tells you no chemistry. 
In other words, he's saying, you don't even have the basics to be around me. That's what she's telling you indirectly. Another one. Oh, it's just me. Oh, it's just me is what she's doing is falling on the knife so that she can end the relationship that much sooner. It's about expediting the end of the relationship. Oh, it's just me. And by saying that, she's willing to take the blame, get out of the relationship because she has something already planned for her future. Usually women who say this already have another guy. They'll say something like to the effect of, well, you know, I need some time to myself, some time to find myself. That is bullshit. They had all the time for their metro ass to be by themselves. What they're doing in this kind of situation is telling you, I want to be left alone because I'm getting ready to go and establish something else with someone else. I had a friend of mine, his woman said that they needed a sabbatical in their relationship. He didn't even know what the hell a sabbatical was. I had to explain to him. And he's like, well, you know, that'd be good, a little break. What he didn't count on was his woman was sleeping with his best friend in that sabbatical. That's the reason why she wanted it. So she could sleep with his best friend. He didn't find out until a year later. When a person's asking for a sabbatical or a break in a relationship, your relationship's in trouble. You need to go to therapy. Because it's a good possibility it's not going to make it. Because that, per- that person that you're with is not content with being with you or the situation that they're dealing with. I read an article one time. A woman was married, three kids, took off one day from work, didn't come back home. Husband was up there calling the police having an APB lookout for missing persons. She had moved to Massachusetts, met this other lady online, and they became lovers. Didn't contact her family or nothing for a long time. Came back like nothing happened. You have some people that like that. You have to watch yourself. You have to watch yourself and watch what you agree to and listen to your partner. Now, you'll have some that will say things that will definitely turn you the wrong way in order to get out of the relationship. Let's have an open relationship. You may think, oh, well, you know, that might be a consideration. But if that person knows that you're vehemently against that, that's their way out of the relationship. That's the way they exit. That's their exit strategy. They will put something in front of you that is challenging. I had a lady that wanted to break up with me one time and she told me, well... The only way we can stay together is uh, I want two men, you and another man. And I'm like, me and another man, what? Like you have another dude on the side somewhere? She said, no, I want y'all together in the bedroom with me. I'm like, oh, hell no, that's not going to happen. 
See, that's what I'm talking about. You men are da-da-da-da-da. But in the beginning of the relationship, none of that shit was brought up. But I knew what was happening. I wasn't a dude that was down like that. She went and got with dudes that were down like that. And unfortunately for her, she passed away. AIDS was something else back then. I wasn't going to take that chance. I'm not into men, never have been, never liked them. No offense, fellas. I think all men are ugly, including me. I look in the mirror and call 911 every day. Give them a full description. Look on my driver's license and say, yep, mm -hmm, you need to get his ass. Ugly in the first degree. But this is what happens. Other ways that they will use to break up with you. My girlfriends and I have been thinking, when they say that, two things are coming about. They're either lying on their girlfriends or the girlfriend was the one that made the decision. Plain and simple. Now, it's rare that the girlfriend will make the decision, so you know where that's coming from more than likely, right? Another thing. I'm not looking for a relationship right now, even though you're in a relationship right now. That's because they found someone else. So they want to be available for that person. Remember I told you about not being emotionally available when it comes to dating? Well, this person wants to be emotionally available when it comes to dating because she's chosen someone else over you. Because see, women have to be very diplomatic when they break up with men. Men don't have, when it comes down to women. Men just don't show up. Men just don't want to talk. Men just leave. It's an irresponsible thing, but that's what we do. Now, sometimes we'll be sympathetic if the woman is emotional and we know that she's fragile emotionally and we'll try to talk to her and tell her that, you know, hey, you know, you still can, there's still guys out there that would like you. I just can't date you because you're too dumb or something like that. You know how guys are sometimes with the backhanded compliments or insults, I should say. But of course, it doesn't always have to be like that. Women, on the other hand, do a PR job when they get ready to get rid of your ass. You know, they're sitting there and they're, they're talking to you like they're going to terminate you on the job. Well, you know, we had a wonderful time together and I really enjoyed your company. But I really don't think we are compatible. Yeah, you know, I really hate to say that. It seems as though we're just two ships in the night going in two different directions. I hope you understand. It's for the better. And plus... You're a very nice guy, and, you know, there's some girl out there that's really going to love you for who you are. Fellas, that's a swan song. She's trying to get rid of your ass quickly so that she can go and pursue someone else. Now, you will have the cowards, and I've talked about this before. This is the person that's going to speak through either a relative or a girlfriend. She might even put her brother up to break up with you. I've seen that happen. 
Hey, man, I need to talk to you about my sister. This happened to a friend of mine. Same exact words. Hey, man, I need to talk to you about my sister. My friend was like, okay. Yeah, you know, uh, things ain't going to work out between the two of you, so you guys got to go your separate ways. Those were the exact words that this guy told my friend. I was there. And I'm listening to this. And I'm saying, man, are you crazy? But the reason why the girlfriend did that was because there was no rebuttal. What were they going to do, fight each other? And my friend was pissed off. He said, well, I want to speak to her. Nope. But that was the first time I had ever heard of a woman getting her brother, grown woman, not kid, not teenager, grown-ass 20-some-odd-year-old woman, getting her brother to break up with her boyfriend. My friend wasn't violent. He wasn't militant. He wasn't one of these people that would go curse, curse her out or break windows. None of that. She was just ashamed to do it because she wasn't accustomed to doing things for herself. And it reflected in the relationship. My friend had to do everything for her in the relationship. Pay bills. Do all these things that she could not do because she was so fragile and weak. The truth of it was she had been spoiled by her family and she didn't have to be accountable. He got over it. And that's the hardest thing in the world to do is to get over being let down. Disappointed. Embarrassed. And see, women are really embarrassed because of the fact that there are certain things that you got to look at when they get dumped. One, they get rejected, which is something that's not normal for most women. They're the rejectors, not the rejectees. So that's a shock then they don't know why. And a lot of women go to the physical aspect as to why. Then they have that buyer's remorse for the emotions they gave them, the pussy they gave them. All that shit comes to the surface. How could I have been so stupid? I learned this from many conversations I've had with women who were married and divorced who tried to hit on me. They purge. Tell me these things. And I sit there and listen. And make mental notes. But the one thing that they would love to do, and it was sad, they would beat themselves up first. I should have known, but I'm so stupid. No. Okay. Your choice was stupid and the dude you were with. But apparently you enjoyed that stupidity for you to have been in that marriage or that relationship for the period that you were in it. So you couldn't have been stupid throughout the whole relationship. Your stupidity started at the choice of the man you chose.
But now that you're in it, you can't just whitewash the whole thing to stupidity. Because you had good times, you had challenging times, you worked through things. So the stupid thing, the only thing you can be mad about is the choice you made and the man you chose. That's it. The rest of that shit, you volunteered for. They don't like hearing that. But it's true. Women would tell me this all the time when they would break up with me. You signed up for me. I didn't sign up for you. So if you're going through any emotional turmoil, that's on you. I'm like, hell, I don't have no emotional turmoil. You want to end it? Let's go. You sure about Yeah, let's do it now. Matter of fact, it's done. And then she calls up later on. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, friend? Friend? Yeah. That's about as all the closest you're going to get to me. Well, we need to talk. No, we don't need to talk. You already made your decision. I'm done. Really? Yes. Hang up. It's over. I had no compunction and no problem doing it. But the thing was, I would always let them make the decision. Their words, their actions, their assertions. And then I would tell them when they would try to come back, now don't be a hypocrite because I have less respect for you. Let's leave it as it is. You told me you didn't want to be with me. I accept it. Yeah, but I, no, no, no. Because I could never respect you if you changed your mind. Try to let her go away with her dignity. She told me no. That's it. This is what you have to do. Those touchy-feely people that are always going back and forth. Biggest waste of time, gentlemen. Biggest waste of time. Ladies, big waste of time. Those guys are not going to do nothing but wind up getting you pregnant and give you an excuse. Those women fellows are not going to do them but drain every ounce of energy out of you trying to deal with them. We'll talk more in a moment. Another breakup technique women use this more than men is called the revelation. Some men use this as well. The revelation is when there's something they've been holding on in that relationship that they refuse to disclose until they're at a moment in it when they're ready to leave. It could be something such as I'm married. It could be something such as I got some other issues I have to take care of. Kids, you name it. They always will keep something in the background so that they will be undesirable to you and they will give them justification to leave. Understand this and embrace it. One of them is marriage. I will tell you this. A lot of married women will use this with men. They will conceal the fact that they are married, just like some men do. 
But mostly men who don't want that commitment, and most of them don't, they're going to let the woman know up front that he's married because he knows that that's an incentive because women are competitive and she's going to want to outdo his wife. And so that's the reason why he throws that bait out there for her by letting her know he's married and wearing that ring on his finger. Now, with the women, however, they know that certain men may not accept them being married. So they lie. Or they omit. And they go on with the relationship. When he gets serious about her, that's when she pulls that long knife out. And that ends everything. That's the way they cut those relationships off. They go have a fling and they don't mind using people because the way they look at it, I've been used as well. That's the way they look at it. Especially if they fell in love with a single guy when they were still married and they were going to try to give their heart to that guy and that guy broke their heart. The fellas that come in after him, they're going to catch hell because that's what she's doing. I'm not going to tell him I'm married. I'm just going to go in there, deal with it. And then when he gets too serious, that's when I'll bring it on him. Now, you have some women that want the attention of a relationship only. So they only want to go so far in the relationship until they get to exclusivity and commitment. They don't want to deal with that. But they'll push you for this in the initial stages. And the only reason why they're doing that is a self-assurance thing. And what I mean by that self-assurance thing is that they want somebody who has all of the pretexts as far as wanting a relationship, devoted, committed, someone who's exclusive. Why do they want all these things on the surface, honesty and everything else? This is the reason why a lot of guys don't take it serious, ladies, with that honesty word. They want all of this up front, but in actuality, they want the relationship to get to the point just before they become serious and exclusive, and then they want to break it off. It's a thrill ride for them. These are the women who go back to their girlfriends and friends and brag about how many people that wanted them in a relationship, how many people were thirsty. It's an ego boost. Some of them quit right after they give that first piece of leg up. They dump the guy. Because they know they're going to have this guy pursuing her after she slept with him the first time. And if she breaks off the relationship, that makes her more desirable to him. Because he wants closure and he wants more pussy before he gets that closure. Now, other breakup techniques that are used. The family members. And we did the brother that happened to a friend of mine. But there's some people that will get their parents involved. Grown-ass people. And the parents, they're just going along with the best interests of their child as they see that person. Yeah, you know, I don't think she's quite ready to get married right now. And plus, you're not the type that we envision her marrying. I was told that once. 
by a young lady about her family. Her father told me. She was white, I was black. The reason why she didn't want me was because she found another black guy that was better than me. Okay, no problem. She wound up marrying him. They had kids. They stayed married for about 10 years. He cheated on her with one of her friends. Didn't hear from her for a while. Then about 20, I think 2013, I heard heard from her on Facebook. Hey, how you doing? And we tried to catch up on old times, see where she was emotionally. And now she was serious about a relationship. And she apologized about the past. And she said, well, the past is the past, isn't it? I said, yep, and it has relevance today. She wasn't going to get a second chance. But she thought she had the same value with me as she did when she dumped me years ago in that cowardly way. Had her dad contact me to tell me that he did not think, the family didn't think, that I was the type of guy that they had in mind for their daughter. 23-year-old woman at the time. Cowardly. I heard of this happening one time and a friend of mine told me about it. So I don't know how valid it is, but I'm going to share it with you. He was supposed to have gone to dinner with this woman. This woman that he had been dating for, I think, a year and a half or two years. Never had any indications that things were not going to work. He's waiting there at the table for her. The waitress comes in with a note telling him that his girlfriend dumped him. He's wandering around the uh, the cafe trying to find her. No luck. Tried calling her, going by her place. She had already moved. It was a done deal. I told him that was a low-budget way for that to happen. People have their ways of getting out of situations. There was one lady I read about in an article. She had lied to a man and told him that she had AIDS to get out of the relationship. Well, the man didn't take that lightly. He was getting ready to go and try to sue her for not informing him. But then she came clean before he took her to court and told her the reason why was because she had found someone else and she wasn't HIV positive, didn't have AIDS. But that was her way of escaping from the relationship. See, the problem with cowardice is that people will go to amazing extremes in order to get out of a relationship. 
had a friend of mine telling me telling a woman one time that he was going to relocate out of town and she believed him and she was really a nice girl too and I give her kudos for morals because I did try to go after her after they broke up she said no I was too close to him but here's the thing I knew he was a dog when he met her but I couldn't tell her that because he was my friend so much for loyalty he had lied to her and said he was relocating but what she didn't understand was he was the type of guy that would go get with a nice woman that was really looking for a relationship screw it and move on so he tells her this lie and she's not so convinced at first but see, he was in the process of moving anyway, so it kind of fit the narrative. I had met her a few times with him. Nothing that was really, where well, we really interacted or knew each other. And then about a year later, after they had split up, I met her one day at this place. And... Uh, it was a nightclub. It was a nice, nice spot. It was just a brand new spot that was out. And many of you may have heard of the Shark Club in Los Angeles at the time, off of Figueroa. And she said, hey, I remember you. And I said, yeah, I remember you. And then we started talking. And that's when she said, so what happened to so-and-so? How's he enjoying his life in Atlanta? Well, I didn't want to say anything about that and I said well I guess he's doing fine where he moved to from off of Adams in Los Angeles Adams in Western further over by Sepulveda that's where he had moved to at that time and so I'm like well I guess he's doing fine and then we danced we laughed we had a few drinks and then I'm like well you know I don't know if you're single, but I'm single. We could, and she said, oh, no, no, no. You were his friend. You were entirely too close. I'm saying to myself, damn. I should have just outed the bastard and I'd probably have him. But I didn't do it. I should have said, hey, you know what? I got his address over there off of Sepulveda. Want it? No, nah, but I wouldn't do that. Wasn't my business. But you'll run across situations like that. And that's what he would do. He would do that to many women. Take them to a friend's place and say, yeah, you know, I'm going to be moving and yeah, we're roommates. And No, he had his own place. But this is what he would do. And eventually I quit hanging with him. Because it was like, uh-uh. No, no dirty laundry here. Now, Another out that women will use. They're kids. You know, my son doesn't really care for you that much. And fellas, let me tell you something. Please pick up on the vibe you get from the kids. Don't listen to the mother. Listen to the kids. If they don't have a vibe for you, your ass is out anyway. No matter how the mom wants to keep you on. Trust me. Especially if she's got you know, joint custody. Let me tell you. Because dad's going to listen to his kids. 
His kids don't like you. He's going to tell mom. Probably threaten mom to take the, take her back to court for more, more time with the kids. I guarantee you, your ass is out. So when she goes that route, just accept it. Don't try to fight it. When you pick up on those kids not liking your ass, that's the red flag right there. Don't push yourself in a situation where you don't fit. Now, another thing about these types of abrupt breakups. There are different angles that people will take, both men and women. Men will always say something that has to do with either they ghost you, they leave you with nothing, ladies, or it's a situation where they make up a bullshit excuse, whether they're relocating. It has to be something to put some distance between the two of you. That's the way it works with them. You, on the other hand, ladies, can break up with a guy and still be in the same environment. Oh, it's me, you know. I just want my place to myself. And I just want to be... In other words, she doesn't have to lie to you and say she's going to move. The only... Usually the only women that will lie to a guy about them moving out of town are women that are with a guy that they look more as a chump or a six o'clock guy, somebody that's not too bright. They'll do that too. He'll believe every word because he's so into her. And these are usually the guys that are into the women so tough that the women get tired of manipulating and using and they don't respect these guys anymore. We'll talk more in a minute. All right. Now, there's another thing that men have to understand. There's this mixed emotional breakup that some women do. And the way this happens is this, or else you can call it the MEB, M-E-B. What happens is this. They will go and maybe date a guy that they're not into so much. They may not have had sex with him. They probably let the guy hug them, cuddle them, etc., etc., but nothing really intimate. And she may be moving out of town. Uh, She may be getting married. It may be some kind of catalyst in her life that's going to change it permanently. So what she'll probably do is to sleep with the guy. And after she does that, ghost him. Completely go out. Never call him again. He can't get in touch with her anymore, etc., etc. Now... Women who usually do this, they do this from the standpoint of two things. One, they might have been curious as to what he was packing and how was it. Two, it's his consolation prize for hanging in there. Now, the next time he'll probably see her, she's going to be in a relationship with Mary. So she'll have a safeguard up. 
And this is what some women will do because they want to just, out of curiosity, see what it was like. But the thing is, they didn't want to sleep with them during the whole duration of the relationship. They just want that one time only. That's it. It's over. She doesn't have to worry about a commitment, obligation, or anything like that. She did the business, whether it was good or not, was irrelevant. And even if it was good, guess what? After the relationship she's pursuing, if that doesn't go well, she always knows she's got a guy with some good dick and she can come back. Now, this guy eventually might get promoted if he's careful. When I say this, I'm talking about she dumps him as a three o'clock guy, gives him a little something, or even a six o'clock guy, gives him a little taste, and then leave him, get with another guy. Things go well for them for a pretty good period of time. They break up. She's out there on the dating market again, but she doesn't really want to go and start anything new with someone else. She go and check on old tried, true, and faithful. He's still single. Or even he could be in a relationship, but if he still has her on that pedestal, she can come back. Now, if he's smart, the only thing he would do is say, okay, you could do this, but it's just going to be sexual. That's it. And that'll be fine with her. No commitment, no obligation. Friends with benefits. Then he slides into that 12 o'clock guy slot. And in that position, her expectations of him is zero. The only thing she wants to do is to come over there and chill. She'll probably start another relationship. They haven't fallen out or whatever. His door is open for her to come in there and get some dick. There's some women who do this. Now, other types of breakups may be rather traumatic. The woman starts an argument, or the guy starts an argument. And the reason why they started that argument, the premise of it is to say something that they could not take back that would hurt that person so badly until they want to want them to leave. So this is a deliberate act of viciousness. They say something that can't be forgiven, and usually at this point, that person despises that other individual so much that they want to say something that's so hurtful that they can't be forgiven for and they know that their partner will leave because it's a trigger that cannot be untriggered. They can use that at any point. Some people use, if the person's an alcoholic, they'll use alcoholism if they've tried to help them out. Gambling addiction, they'll use gambling. Whatever it is, it's going to be something that's obvious, something that's a pit peeve, something that embarrasses their partner, and something that hurts their partner. Now, let me just clarify something for you ladies. Telling the guy he has a little dick, telling the guy that he's an F word, telling the guy that he acts real feminine or he's a woman or whatever you want to call him in order to try to defame him that's not going to work that's not the best strategy because what you'll have a lot of times if you're not careful 
is a visceral reaction from an angry man that never had a chance to express himself. So if you're calling him all these names and he's upset already because you're breaking up with him, that adds fuel to the fire. And the stuff about men not hitting women, I will tell you, I'm I'm not condoning this because I don't hit women, but let me tell you something, ladies. You push that button, that man may unleash because he may already have issues associated with his identity. Not because he's homosexual or anything like that, but because of the fact that he may not have had a father in the home and he's questioning his masculinity. And therefore, you hit that trigger in order to try to make a point and make him feel bad and cut him down. He may knock your ass out and may be proud to go to jail behind it. Don't put yourself in that situation, ladies. De-escalate. Don't escalate situations like that for your own safety, I'm telling you. You don't know. A lot of you sit around and say, my man wouldn't do this, my man wouldn't. You don't know him. You don't know him in that context. The last time he was angry was probably less than the anger that he has now. You don't know that. That's the reason why I tell you men especially, never trust a woman when she tells you that her husband is not violent or he doesn't he, he doesn't get violent. It's the reason why I don't like for you guys to go out on dates with married women. They're telling you some old, outdated shit you don't know. That man could have gone and watched damn Snapped or something like that and got pissed off for no reason. And said, you know, somebody's screwing my wife and the last thing you know, he's coming out there with a sling blade for your ass. Oh, he never would do, he never did anything like that before. Well, hell, he only has to do it one time to end somebody's life. You don't know him as well as you think you do. Is what I'm saying. Now, another factor that comes into play here. There are some of you ladies who will use religion, politics as a means in order to not be with that person but usually that is something that's a filter that's in the beginning of the relationship but some of you may decide to endorse other candidates just to get rid of someone this is one of the techniques a lot of people use during that particular Trump era in 2016 Some of the women never expressed their political views. Husband went for Trump. And the women realized that, hey, you know what? I can't do all this misogynist shit. And they started standing up for Hillary. And of course, that brought a lot of turmoil in households. To this day, some family members and certain families are not speaking to each other. And that's the way it goes. Now, pointing the finger and blame. Blame, shame, and guilt. And that can 
come in in any form, shape, or fashion. It could be from you're irresponsible financially to your horrible lover. It could be a whole bunch of things. And also, something else you got to realize, both fellas and ladies. How does that person make you feel when they're breaking up with you? I want you to think about that for a moment. Here's the thing. When I broke up with women, it was usually in the context of an amicable breakup. Even some of the women that I told you, close, as cold as I was with some of them when they you know, were thinking about and they were nebulous and not making a decision, I made it for them. We still wound up being friends. Because, see, the anger was not ever directed at the person. It was at the situation time wasted and the decision I made. Just like with many of you. You brought that person in your life. That person didn't just jump in your life and say, I'm here. They didn't commandeer your life like put a gun to your head and say, you're going to be with me regardless. Even though there's some knuckleheads out there that would do that. Now, that brings me to another point. The reason why you want to tread softly on the breakup and want to make it short and sweet, don't go for any drawn out, long ass breakups where you guys are going on this long ass date. Don't go to the woods or any kind of campgrounds with a dude. Ladies talking about breaking up with him. You don't want to do that shit. I'd hate to read about you or see you on one of these forensic files or something like that. Don't do that. I don't care how hurt he is. No. You want to be in a well-lit public area with a whole bunch of people around. Preferably a place where there are men in there. So just in case he acts a nut. Somebody could at least help you out if you got to that point where he was that violent. But then again, a lot of times we don't know how people are going to react, right? But you want to stack the odds in your favor. Now, when it comes to fellas, you got to be careful on the environment and the way you break up with a woman. Some women are emotional and become very violent quickly. Others will take their time. I had a woman throw a champagne glass in my face one time because I was breaking up with her. I didn't know champagne stung as bad as it did. But it happened. Why did I break up with her? (laughs) She was still sleeping with her ex-boyfriend. And she thought that was okay. Fortunately, at that time, I hadn't slept with her yet. I just pointed that out because I happened to catch her one day with him. I didn't intervene or anything like that. I just saw them and just told them told her where I saw them together at. They were kissing arm in arm in the whole night. She's sitting there in the restaurant so pissed off she took that champagne glass and threw it right in my face. Thank goodness I didn't get any cuts or nothing but the glass did shatter. She was kicked out. 
it happens again it comes down to the fact that with these relationships you got to be very careful because you don't know what the emotional trigger is with her it was the fact that I'd called out that she had got caught and when I did that that was enough to trigger her because that was something she was trying to conceal when it comes down to others it may be oh you're not breaking up with me you can forget that shit and I tell you I've dated one of those machines too where they tell you straight up oh no uh uh we gonna work this out we not you're not going anywhere it's like oh damn and you run across this mainly with women in the south cause they don't take that shit they look at it like you've done something to them personally it's like I just don't think we're gonna work. oh no mm-mm, no mm-mm. you might as well just get ready because I'm gonna still cook your meals I'm gonna still give you some of this pussy and you're gonna be happy just like they're giving you some cough medicine or something as a child and then it's like you have to sit down and explain to them hey uh uh it's not some of them you can't they don't want to hear that shit and that can be tough but you're going to have some people that are not going to give up because their self esteem is so low that's, they think that that's the only thing that they can get is you I don't think nobody else wants them. Because if they did, the last thing they're going to do is waste their time dealing with you to when they can be on with someone else. Now, there are a lot of ways people will break up with others. Some will be cowardly, Others will be embarrassing. Others will be more considerate and subtle. Ladies, I always tell you, if you're breaking up with a guy, make it short and sweet. Start decelerating your emotions from the relationship early on. And set a date to end the relationship in your head. So that there's no ifs, ands, and buts. And when you do it, it's got to be abrupt. It's got to be now. The relationship ends at that point. Same thing for you fellas. But you want to do it where you're safe. Because you don't know what the reaction that individual is going to be. And only you can judge how that person is going to react. If you're not too sure, take someone with you. Now, question was asked. Is texting a good idea to break up with people? For some people, yes. Because those individuals may be so violent that you don't know how they're going to react. Phone call, same thing. So you will have that. Fellas, one other thing. If you're breaking up with the woman, make sure you get her stuff out of your place. A lot of you will let her leave her stuff there. You're in the relationship. Now she has an excuse to come over. And the dude's sobriety, not sobriety checks, but the dude checks 
on you and your girl, your new girl, or even to see what you're doing. That stuff about, oh, well, I'll, I'll send all your stuff to you. No. Uh-uh. When you're ready to break up with her, have all her shit packed with you or somewhere where she can get it. Or even drop it off at her place. Whatever whatever is required. As long as it's safe. Because you're going to be dealing with a lot, a lot of high and volatile emotions. And you don't know how a person will react. Now, other questions have been asked, and I've answered these before. Loretta asked the following out of Washington State. Is it okay to break up with someone on their birthday? Should it be the day before, the day after, or should it be their birthday? It all depends on you and how urgent it is for you to get out of the relationship. If you broke up with them before their birthday, you're doing them a benefit. If you break up with them after their birthday, you're doing them a benefit. The day of, you kind of rain on their parade. See, the day before, they could go have their birthday, still be kind of sad that you're gone, but have a future ahead of them and still enjoy the party with this knowledge. If you wait till after the birthday, guess what that means? That person's going to expect you to be there. So you have to weigh the odds. Whatever works in your favor. Some people break up on holidays. Friend of mine, she just got her heart broken on Valentine's Day. Called me up crying. But what she didn't quite understand was she was a better caliber woman than he was a man. But that's what she gets for taking guys who were not about anything and trying to make them out of something that they couldn't be. He never once tried. So she got what she deserved. I hate to say it. But this is what happens with us. It's a learning experience. Now, you will run across situations like that. And you have to be very mindful. You don't want to go and, like I said, take yourselves out to the woods and nowhere like that with your boy. No, you don't do that. You don't meet him in his car. You don't go over to his place. You don't let him come over. You guys meet in a mutual place somewhere open. With many of the dates that I had to break up with, the women women I had to break up with, I would actually take them to the same restaurant that we met at. However, for some of you, and it's up to you, your own style, and it's up to you to decide which would be best for you. I would just tell you this. You just want to be somewhere where you can make it short, Nothing drawn out, nothing long, no explanations. They want to have closure. Don't give them any incentive to do better than they're doing. If you're there and you've already got the date in your head when you're going to break up and it's that date, and you're sitting there at the table with that individual and telling him it's over, 
Take, for instance, it was a breakup over, we'll say, drinking. Well, honey, I promise I'll do Yeah, I've heard that before. No, I promise. Okay. Well, if you're going to do it, I'll give you one more time. Don't ever do that if you've already told him you're going to break up. Once you've done that, you've given him license to go forward. Same thing with you fellas. Same thing with you. You want to make sure that you're firm because they're going to try their best to ease back in. As many times as I've been dumped, I should know. (laughs) I've dumped and have been dumped. And the only thing I can say is this. If it's done out of meanness, that's a different thing. If it's done out of malice, that's not a good thing to do. To get even or anything like that. But you just want to keep it short. They ask you, well, what what did I do wrong? You can tell them, hey, you know, you already know you did this, this, and this. But yes, but I, no, I don't want to hear any rebuttals. I am resigning my half of this relationship. I am done. You can stay in a relationship by yourself. I'm done. End of story. No more questions, no more answers. We're done. And as long as that is understood, you can always go forward to something better. It's when you get into that stalemate and that Oh, well, you know, maybe we could do... No. I'm just telling you. Don't backtrack. All right, folks. Gotta go because I don't want to repeat myself over and over. But I want you to have a wonderful day and we'll chat with you on tomorrow. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.